Welcome to the Average Fan of Wrestling podcast, where we don't predict what's next, but take what's already happened and book those shows with realistic content. Planning on being wrong most of the time, but we're going to have a hell of a time doing it. Today's episode is episode six, entitled Embrace the Predictability. <laughs> I'm Jason, and as always, I'm joined by the Charlie Haas to my Shelton Benjamin, Chris. Oh, man. I am not nearly as good enough of an athlete to even pretend that. Uh, neither am I. It's fine. Um, I was just, you know, I was going back and forth. I didn't know who, who I want. See, there's some of the, when I do these, there's some tag teams where like one's dead and one's alive. And I'm like, Ugh, you know, I don't want to make one of us the dead guy. So like before we yeah, pulled on, you know, and I'm like, checks oh, they're out. both gone. So it's fair. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Equality. All about equality on the show. Exactly. We're classy. Um, so like I said, welcome to the average fan wrestling this week. We are headed toward the elimination chamber, which is Sunday the 21st uh the show we're going to review smackdown from friday the 12th raw from uh friday uh, i'm sorry monday the 15th and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna book smackdown uh we're gonna talk and book the elimination chamber and then we're not gonna officially fully book raw just because so much will most likely change from yep. the fallout from elim- elimination chamber um then we'll get into some wrestlemania predictions and bookings that have again changed over the last week uh one thing that i've been pulling for for a long time and i said it last week i'm gonna keep it in there until it can no longer happen yeah it can no longer happen um but we'll talk about that when we get to the bookings today we're gonna do top five live moments that we've seen and we'll end with some trivia last week's trivia was too easy so hopefully it'll be a little more difficult today um trying to find some elimination chamber trivia to keep it relevant but I'm almost at the point where I'm not going to give any more relevant trivia and try to go for some harder stuff because yeah, some of it's just way too easy. So before we get going, anything you want to say before we get going? Any any ideas on the uh, on the title today? Uh, I mean, it's it's weird because it's a predictable <laughs> product at times. Yeah, but we are heavily and consistently wrong on this show, which we do, by the way, oh, disclaimer, yeah. admit. So oh, yeah. um, it, it, it's weird because you watch it and you say, I really should have seen that coming. That's really right. obvious, but yet we don't think about it beforehand. So, right. So yeah, today, today's title was kind of a, a mashup between two different things with Seth Rollins embrace the vision, which we're going to talk about for a bit. And uh, just how one of the shows, it was, too predictable for my liking where i didn't even i should i mean it didn't matter if i watched because you knew exactly what was going to happen during that show and we're going to talk about that show first which was smackdown from friday the 12th um so as a recap the monday before we saw adam pierce come out adam pierce introduced shane mcmahon for shane mcmahon to say that adam pierce thought of a championship match in the chamber um, for drew mcintyre and Adam Pierce came out beginning a SmackDown, tried to tell Roman Reigns that he was going to defend in the Elimination Chamber. And I guess Roman, who has more sway than Drew McIntyre, was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, all I have to do is defend my title. So I'm going to let these six dudes beat the hell out of each other and then cherry pick from there. Um, it's going to make for an exciting so, match. What's that? It's going to make for an exciting match after the Chamber. I you know, I honestly think it will, though, if we book it right. Um I, I hope we are going to book it right. We're going to see how it goes. Um, yeah, because I, I don't think really anyone realistically is expecting Reigns or McIntyre to drop. Um, when we talk about booking, I actually think they're, 
I think they're both going to drop at, at the Elimination Chamber the more I think about it. Um, or I'm going to book them to drop at least for right now just to right just just to make it up. I think the, the best part of this opening sequence was Paul Heyman who goes, think about when you had no Roman Reigns last year at WrestleMania. It was the least attended WrestleMania <laughs> of all time. I actually laughed really hard at that. <laughs> so did I. So dumb, but I was, I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm laughing out loud, and my kids are looking <laughs> yeah. at me like, "What's so funny?" And I go, "You won't understand." It was, it's it's gold by Paul. I I hope that just came off the top of his head. I hope that you know what I mean. Very well, could have. No one Paul Heyman. It very well could have. It's it was so good. So we got Adam Pierce who says that Kevin Owens and Jay Uso will be automatically in the chamber match. Um, we haven't seen much of Jay Uso actual wrestling in a long time. I, I feel. Um, and KO who came back the week before. Which makes sense now why he came back and did what he did. Right. Um, and then they said that they were going to set up some qualifying matches throughout the night. And this is where the predictability part really, really kind of hit home. So you have Sonya Deville in back and goes, well, we, you know, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville in the back, and they're saying, well, we need some qualifying matches. Sonya's like, I already got it. We're going to have the Mysterios versus Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin or King Corbin, and the winners will, will get their spots into the chamber. And when you're thinking about that, I mean, there was no way the Mysterios were going to make it into the chamber. No, zero. There's not a chance. So, obviously, Zayn and Corbin won, uh, which means if you're keeping track and you're using booking logic, right now in the chamber, you have three heels and one face. So you know that whatever the next setup is going to be, the faces are going to go over. Like, there, there's no question about it. So when you have Rude and Ziggler, who call themselves the Dirty Dogs, right? Um think that's what they're calling themselves yeah it's what they're calling themselves but the ring announcer apparently doesn't know that right so. I, and when i when i was going back and just looking through the results to make sure i didn't miss anything it was written out as dirty dogs yeah no that's that's what i've heard him say but the ring announcer just does yeah. nobody passed that memo along right versus um daniel bryan and cesaro and you knew those two i mean when you think about elimination chamber you're gonna have bobby rude robert rude and dolph ziggler who are both great but you have Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. Cesaro, who already has the rocket to his back. You know, it was that's where the predictability piece came in. You, uh, we'll you knew see. it was going to be those two. There was no. I, I just don't know. I don't understand. I have no problem with Daniel Bryan being in there, obviously. I don't understand. Nakamura is supposedly a face again. They're treating Cesaro like a face. But you have to get in the chamber. Nakamura, who they made look so good during the gauntlet match, all of a sudden is not remotely involved in getting into this match i, I don't right i don't I mean, get they it use them later i mean maybe be, maybe they're just trying to keep cesaro and nakamura apart and have nakamura more in this intercontinental title hunt not quite sure what they're going to do there um but we have our six and then the winner of that match will face reigns i'm hoping that it's not just this quick back-to-back thing so logic dictates that this chamber match opens the show and the title match ends the show. Right. Um, and with the way that, that I want to book this, it would make sense and it would be huge if it actually happened. So um, we'll get there. We'll get there. So that that took up the majority of the show, really, was this whole storyline with setting up the Elimination Chamber. Again, they only have one other episode before the show, and it was a very quick turnaround from Royal Rumble to Elimination Chamber, as we mentioned before. We had this seven, eight week in between, between TLC and Royal Rumble. And now we have 
you know, three or four weeks to Elimination Chamber, another three or four weeks to Fastlane, then another three or four weeks to WrestleMania. So there's just a lot going on here in the interims. Um, hopefully it's all worth it for Mania, you know, because that's really what, 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 what it's all about, right? But we want to at least be entertained leading up to that. So Honestly, uh, I think being the first wrestling event to, uh, to have a large crowd, well, it didn't have like 22,000 people in, in Tampa. If they said for WrestleMania, uh, they could probably have Paul Heyman out there just reading off a grocery list and it'd be entertaining as hell. Oh, yeah. Just right. to have a real live audience reaction again. Right. And over two nights, you know, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be huge. So, I mean, and obviously, with, again, we mentioned this before, where they have the two main events. You already know what the two main events will be. It'll be Bianca Belair, most likely on Saturday night, Edge on Sunday night. Um if they if they keep saying you know you're in the main event you're in the main event well that makes sense they have two main events so anything else on universal title you want to touch on before we move on really have two, no. two other major things and yeah. a couple tiny things let's actually hammer out the tiny things real quick okay um we had the tag titles the street profits beat otis and, and gable and really uh it was just a match um didn't didn't say there were any implications for a title there should be um but again, this is just, there's no depth. We talk about this every week. There's no tag team depth, especially on SmackDown right now. So it's it's just the same few people just kind of going in circles. Um, we had Bailey beat Liv Morgan. And another Riot Squad, Billy Kay thing going on here where Billy Kay, she didn't really cost the match. I mean, on paper, Bailey should beat both of them. Easy. Billy uh, should beat, uh, not paper. Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan every time anyway. Right. But this whole thing with with Billy Kay, I'd love to just wrap it up, and I'm gonna keep booking wrapping it up every week until it's done. They can't. They this thing has no more legs. Should yeah, be there's, soon. And there's no clear direction. Like no more legs, and there's no clear direction. I mean, it's just doing it for the sake of doing it now. Right. Um, and then the other is we had Bianca Belair do another. Or it was Sasha Banks who started the meaningless promo. Then Bianca Belair comes out. Then Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler come out and say, Ugh. we're tired of hearing you talk. And then they run that clip with my hole again, loud and clear. And they're referencing this whole comment. Uh, a lot. I mean, I mean, <laughs> a lot. It's not a work, right? Like, there's no way she, she was told to yell my hole. It's got to be. I'm just, I don't I'm know thinking, why, but it's got to I mean, be. I'm for thinking. Them to, <laughs> to mention it this like, much. When, when, she, when Nia Jax broke. Becky Lynch's nose. Obviously, that was not that was not a work, right? Right. Um, I'm hoping it's just like this. Or when Titus fell under the ring and the Greatest Royal Rumble, and it was just something that happened, and then they just wrote it in and started doing stuff with it, hoping that that's what this is. And no one actually sat there and said, "All right, you're gonna go to the to the edge, you know, outside the ring, and you're gonna miss the leg drop, and you're gonna reference your anus or other hole. <laughs> I don't know which hole she was saying. There, there. You know what I mean? Like. You're, gonna, you're just going to yell my hole, then get put you know, through a table by the world's worst wrestler. So it's like... I'd like uh, to be as optimistic as you. However, given the fact it led right to the finish, I think it was planned. I, might, and as I, and we, I think it was tongue-in-cheek last week that that was the cue to finish. But it very well may have been. And uh, anyways, we'll, we'll uh, see. I have a weird, weird, inappropriate joke that I will just keep to myself. <laughs> we'll, um, yeah, we'll see where this heads... If they keep referencing it, um, this will be one of the things. Like two, three years from now, we'll hear like, "Hey, remember when this happened?" Well, that you know what I mean. <laughs> like, we'll find out the truth long, long down down the line. It's the new Austin three sixteen. 
Right. Um, so then the other the two ma- the other two bigger things that happened is we had the Intercontinental Title match. Big E came out to do another open challenge, and Apollo Cruz came out again, and they did the you know mic down, but I'm done with you. Get out of my ring. Kept going back and forth. Apollo and he's like, I'm not fighting you. Biggie's like, send out my real challenger where we had Nakamura come out, and then. I guess we saw the Cruz heel turn with a drop kick. He drop kicked Big E. And then yeah. left the ring. I mean, not a very so effective heel turn. So that's the heel turn. Yeah. That's the like piss poor, the biggest piss poor, pissiest poor, piss poorest. I don't even know. Either way, whatever, however you want to, wherever you want to put that EST and pissest and poorest. <laughs> It was awful. Like it was a drop kick that cost him a t- that cost him a match where he still keeps the belt. Well, Jason, they used all their creative ability this uh, these past few weeks on the whole Nia Jax my whole plan. So <laughs> on the whole Nia Jax whole the whole Nia Jax whole thing <laughs> whole thing yeah. But it's just like that's it's so. I mean, hopefully you know he Apollo Crews should be a big piece of this going into Elimination sure. Chamber because it doesn't look like Big E actually has anything to do unless he does an open challenge, which I don't think he will um, at the Elimination Chamber. I think two chamber match. Well, it, it depends because if especially if we're losing the Raw Women's Title match, I don't know. We're we're gonna have to see what happens here. This is this is why it's so hard to book because we have kind of a couple unknowns that are going on right now. Yep. Um, and can't really, you know, we want to book with realistic things, but we want to make sure that, you know, the things that we're booking are real. Like, is, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Lacey when we get there and wrong. Um, so, another thing, just thing in my notes I have here that I saw Big E and Apollo Crews. It is February, mid February. So, we're six weeks into 2021, and they've already fought five times this year. Oof. That's a lot. We don't need any more Biggie Apollo Cruz matches. We're getting to Cena, Cena Orton territory, right? It's 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 getting much. Yeah, it's getting too much. Um, or even like McIntyre Orton from last year, and eventually, you know, McIntyre beats Orton. McIntyre beats Orton. McIntyre beats Orton. Oh, Orton beat McIntyre, took the title. Oh, McIntyre beat him back. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just Like, I don't know if we're gonna. See, we might see the same thing happen. I have no idea. Um, and then the last thing is Seth Rollins. And I'm, I'm very, very torn with what they did. Um, he came out with his old music, with the burn it down. And then his side plate there, you know how you used to say like Beast Slayer or King Slayer or whatever it is. It said embrace the vision. So that was the first thing that caught my eye because I'm like, what is, you know, is it going to say Messiah? Like I, I was looking for that and that's, so it said embrace the vision. So it looks like they're like combining these t- his old character with his messiah character. It's an optometrist gimmick. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just that's where the uh the embrace part comes from the title too, because right. it's just I'm not quite sure what they're doing. Um they had the cheesy everyone comes out and then everyone walks out because they don't want Seth Rollins to be a leader and Cesaro was left there. So as you mentioned before, Cesaro was his heel, but now Looks like they're treating Cesaro as a face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rollins was going through his whole "I have a kid now" and things are different. But then he did his whole Messiah thing. Um, he will need a follower, and I'm still very convinced. I'm not convinced. 
because I have no way to prove it, but I think Alistair Black is his perfect disciple when he finally gets one. I like that idea you had last year, or last last year, last last week, week, which was Uh, uh, Dominic. And Dominic, too. I like that one. Uh, Yeah, that'd be good. So I think, I mean, have a couple. I think Alistair Black, he needs something and a mouthpiece especially. Um, Dominic, just to help build him some more, and we can get a Mysterio versus Mysterio SummerSlam match. Maybe I don't think it'll be Mania at this point. Um, But... You know, Cesaro got beaten down by Rollins. Then Daniel Bryan came out for the save. So I'm not quite sure where they're leading, if this is going to lead. I mean, obviously, it looks like it's going to lead into at least something short-term with Cesaro and uh, Seth Rollins. But I think Seth Rollins – I still have bigger and better things for Seth Rollins for the build for WrestleMania. Um, It's not Cesaro, though. So, oh, what do you think? What do you think about Seth Rollins? I'm glad to see his old music back. I like that music. Um, uh, it's similar to his the Monday Night Messiah gimmick, but it, it is it's a little bit different. Like you said, kind of merging the two characters. So, be interested to see where it goes. Uh, I, I I think he's an awesome cocky heel. He's he's great at that. Uh, the baby face oh, with him didn't, didn't face, yeah. yeah didn't really work the way the way it should have um, or people th- hoped it would. But I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm a Seth Rollins fan. I got a little bit bored with the Monday Night Messiah stuff. and It was actually more the storylines and their 17 straight weeks of battling the Mysterios that <laughs> got to me. And that was what it was. The eyes and all yeah. that stuff. It's like, yeah, we get it. It wasn't the actual performers, but let's mix it up a little bit, you know, besides right. every two and a half months, guys. Come on. But Yeah, so, I mean, I think if they do do a shakeup after Mania, he'll end up back on Raw. Um, in my opinion, I don't think, think it would be a short-lived SmackDown for him. But... That we'll, we'll see if that actually actually does happen. They have to keep him and Reigns apart. Exactly. That's why I'm they're, saying that. Yeah, that's they're the too tied together to not face yeah. each other and be on the same show. Like, and I think Fox still wants Reigns. Yeah, I think that was kind of like the big thing when when Fox started SmackDown was Reigns was Reigns was going to be the guy there. So, so that's SmackDown. Um, again, pretty predictable. Other than the Seth Rollins, didn't really know what they're going to do with Seth Rollins. Everything else was pretty standard. Um, you know, actually, I actually like the stories from Raw better than SmackDown, which I don't say very much. Yeah, that's, a, that's an oddity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add for SmackDown? No, I'm good. All right. So let's get to Raw. This is the go home episode to the Elimination Chamber. We start with Miz TV, and he called out Drew McIntyre, and it was very typical. Miz talks, Miz talks, Miz talks. McIntyre says, shut up. Miz keeps talking, and then he gets hit. McIntyre walks away, but then Miz continues, and this is actually the first, we'll call it Swerve. Uh, well, one thing I wrote in between is Miz keeps calling McIntyre Andy. And you know <laughs> what else Andy does? I'm like, Andy. Well, I'm like, oh, yeah, Drew, Andrew, Andy. That makes sense. Um, but it just, it was just funny the way that, that that was going through, and he just kept talking down and saying Andy. Um, but that ended with the Miz removing himself from the Elimination Chamber, which I found a very interesting move. Um, we did mention last week that they were on paper four heels and two faces in that match. So whoever, I, I honestly thought the moment he was out, I thought it was going to be Strowman going in. Yeah. Um, I would have bet the house on it, but we'll, we'll talk about that as we, as we progress. But the Miz takes himself out. He just needs to, I say it every week. He needs to lose this, uh, 
briefcase and we need to move on. Um, or he needs to cash in for a different title that's not WWE Championship or Universal. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd love to see him and Morrison cash in for the tag titles and just move on. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's that's how I would book it, but it hasn't been done. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, so we go through, we see Miz, who says John Morrison, <laughs> a young up-and-comer named John Morrison to replace <laughs> him, which was fun. Then you see Kofi and and Xavier Woods acting very heelish, I must say, um, during that. Um, and it ends up setting the, you know, Kofi versus Miz. If Kofi wins, he's in the chamber. If Miz wins, then Morrison is in. They're trying to do this Kofi Mania 2 thing, actually believe that he's going to come in and win, which he won't. Um, I don't think anyways. I can't see Kofi Kingston no. lasting very long in this at all. Um and also, we'll um, further the storyline story with Retribution when, you know, Ali was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber, then Kofi replaced him. So I honestly wouldn't even be surprised to see, like, during the show, Ali taking out Kofi and there being a, another spot open for Strowman to take. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. That's but actually very possible. Get, I know he's, yeah, he could very well just switch and be, choose right. an opening in that chamber. Yeah. Or they have a seventh person. Um, it's only happened once, but, you know, I, I think they may do. And I, I said this at the beginning where I thought they were going to do the seven-person intercontinental title match. But, I mean, they haven't, they, they've only done a seven-person chamber once, I think. And I think they it's time for them to do it again, make it a little more interesting. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, um, you know, you and, I'm, and there's no spoiler here because you've been booking it for a few weeks now. But you, you keep saying... Uh, Xavier Xavier Woods and Kofi at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and I I didn't I can see it happening. I don't think they'll break him up. Honestly, New Day's still too much of a money maker, uh, and I don't think either one of those guys gains from a heel run the way people say they maybe Xavier would. But I didn't see an opening for that to even possibly happen until this week. Right, Kofi Kofi Mania two Xavier. I don't think it'll cost him the match. But you can start to see building bitterness from Xavier towards Kofi because, well, why you already had your run. Why why was I not in the match and you were? So, I can see it. Not saying I don't do it, but I can see a path. Right. I can embrace uh, that vision. Yeah. So we'll we'll see unless they both turn, unless it's a full heel turn um, from both. I don't know. It's just yeah. something something will come to a head in the in the next month or so. Um. So then we have the gauntlet match, which we were expecting something. I mean, we booked them doing a, like a, not a round robin, but each of them having a, instead of having a match to see who comes in last, match to see who comes in first and second. So that's what we tried last week, but they went the, the gauntlet match route where the winner of the gauntlet match would be coming in last so we had styles who beat kofi long match too for a yeah. match, styles and kofi um and then mcintyre comes in and beats styles and he had a long match too with, with aj Styles. um then jeff hardy comes down mcintyre beats him too then orton comes down and they're going for a little bit and we had orton who the lights went out and alexa blisses alexa like her face popped up and all over the place and got distracted, was counted out. Um, 
So that will lead. So it's interesting that we, we saw Alexa Bliss this week, and she said, you know, the Fiend will be reborn, which we know. Um, I think I, I did. I wish they didn't do that. I wish they saved all this in that same exact spot for um, the chamber where you have, you know, or like we have Orton in there with someone, say for three or four minutes to start out the match, and then the lights go out, and then boom, who is it? Twist of Fate with this Jeff Hardy. And then uh, he's eliminated right before the first pot even opens because of Alexa Bliss. Like I would have liked to see something like that instead. But um, uh, did did she ever actually say the fiend? She did. She uh, did. I just thought she said he'll be no, reborn. She said he. She said he yeah. will be reborn. Sorry, not. I mean, the I know what I know what she's saying, what she's going for, but I like right. the fact that they didn't quite just say it yet. True. 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 I'm so, making assumptions here. That's that's, that's no. And it, I mean, I made the same assumption, but I you know. I got you. Give him credit uh, for the small details. Of course. Um, let's see. So, and then we had Sheamus who came in and pinned McIntyre, and he will be the sixth man. He'll be the last person in. Um, the story makes sense. Surprised they had McIntyre go as long as he did, which also leads me to believe that he is going to drop at the chamber i think you will yeah um and i i have a unique booking when we get to wrestlemania where i think this is headed um other things i forgot to mention we did see braun Strowman, and he went to adam pierce and was just like why am i not in this match he's like well you're not a former wwe champion he's, braun's like i was a former universal champion he's like yeah well it's not the same championship it's like well you tell shane mcmahon yada 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 so um that's a slow build to a wrestlemania thing right there um, that that one line, you tell Shane McMahon, we're going to see a Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon interaction. I'm not saying we're going to see a Shane McMahon match. We'll see a Shane McMahon interaction with Braun Strowman at WrestleMania, but we'll get there when we get to the WrestleMania bookings. Anything on this whole program here? No, no, I'm good. So we'll, we'll see how this pans out. Um, and we'll talk about our predictions in a few minutes when we get there. Uh, we had U.S. title prep. Um, right now scheduled is Riddle, Keith Lee, and Bobby Lashley. But I'm trying to figure out if actually Keith Lee is is working hurt or really hurt. Um, I haven't quite heard, but uh, when I was looking up the card, I wanted to see if there are any matches I missed, and I and I saw that Keith Lee is might be legitimately hurt, and I don't know if he's actually going to be going this week. So. Um, we're gonna we're gonna assume that he is, and it's all a work. But this week to to build, we had Riddle in the Lucha House Party, and they actually beat the Hurt Business, where Riddle pinned MVP. And then afterwards, justly so, Lashley just wasted all three of them. And MVP um, actually hurt himself also in that match. Yeah, I, heard, I, so. I saw that MVP legit hurt himself too. I mean, dude's old. He, I mean, he's been in for over a year now too, and you know he's his his, his knees are not fresh as daisies. He's had a long no. career, so. Um, didn't see too too much dissension with with Alexander and and Shelton Benjamin this time. Um, you know, looking to see if that's going to come to a head. We haven't seen much in the tag title picture at all recently. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that they they're going to drop the title soon. They they should if it's at the very least very latest at Fastlane. But they need to they need to drop those titles probably on Raw very soon. I'm thinking that they'll drop it in like a triple threat or a fatal four way or something coming up. Uh, but we'll book that later on out. 
and then we had the raw women's um, let's actually let's save the raw women's one i want to talk about that last this is um, odd yeah very odd um we'll go into the the non-title programs where we had damian priest and bad bunny we see them again we see this teasing thing with Bad Bunny and Mandy Rose, who apparently is not with Otis anymore. She's gonna trade. She's gonna trade down to go from Otis to the Bad Bunny. Um, and then we saw this thing with Tazawa pinning our truth, and then Bad Bunny pinning Tazawa. So <sighs> Bad Bunny is the twenty four seven champion. Ugh. I don't actually I'm... mind the combination of he and Damian Priest so much; they kind of work well together. If they have to have this kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm just... But I'm, what they're doing is they're conditioning yeah. us for every WrestleMania season or every big show yep. that we're going to have some celebrity that's going to be involved in the show be the 24-7 yep. champ. Last year for me, the, the, the worst part, the worst part of WrestleMania was everything to do with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He was well, that's just That's awful. just my opinion of, of, of him in general, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's we your bitterness that. showing. We, we don't need to get in there, yeah. That's a different um, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now you have Bad Bunny with Damian Priest behind him, and no one's going to try to take that title. Well, that's not true, because um, I do have him. I did put one booking on for Monday Night Raw about when Bad Bunny will lose that title. Actually, we can just talk about it now. I mean, they went out of the way to promote that he's going to be on SNL this week. Over and over so again. He, he's going to drop it on SNL. Oh, no. Bad Bunny, he's, he's, he's going to retire that title. You think he's going to defend it in a main event of WrestleMania and a sixty-man <laughs> Iron Man match, and yeah, he's going to tap out Brock Lesnar clean in the middle. There you go. I mean, who who hasn't done that really? Um, <laughs> no, I think I think after one of his performances, our truth will come and just pin him live on on NBC, which I think would be a, a fun touch there. Um, I mean, part of me actually wants to tape it to see if it's going to happen, which is probably why they're doing this. For people like us oh, yeah. who are speculating and seeing if it's going to happen. Um, and as we mentioned before, we had that Orton promo backstage, which Alexa Bliss took over. She was just, you know, sitting in the five-pointed well, pentagram, right? Or the, the star yep. there. Yep. Um, so we'll see. She, I mean, they're obviously, they're definitely going to get involved when it comes to the Elimination Chamber. We'll just see how. Um, to finish up Raw, let's talk about this Raw Women's title. Um, it started with Charlotte and Asuka versus Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. And you had Lacey, who was doing her promo with Rick next to her, and Peyton Royce just looking. She didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to do with her hand. She didn't know where to look. She's, I was more focused on Peyton Royce not knowing what she was doing than what Lacey Evans was actually saying. She was but, she was like, like uh, you see Tyler Dagan night, she was like Ricky Bobby in his first interview. I don't know what to do with my hands. Right, like, it was, everywhere. It was hysterical. So, yeah, she seems super lost. Um, and, you know, you have Lacey. I'm going to, you know, it's my turn for the w, for the Raw Women's title, and I'm going to beat you. All the, the basic stuff. Then we get into the tag match against Charlotte and Asuka. And it's Peyton, it's Peyton, it's Peyton. And then finally, Lacey gets tagged in. And she doesn't go in. She goes to the ramp, grabs the microphone she left. She's like, I'm not going to fight you. Says she's pregnant. And then that's it. Then 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 it's over. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm super super confused because I mean it's 2021. We 
it's not really totally PC to do the fake pregnancy angle. Um, if they do, it's super tacky, right? You, know, you shouldn't you shouldn't pull that. Yeah, I but mean, like, you you just had a real pregnancy angle a year ago, less right. than a year ago. So for the timing alone, it makes me think that this is a real thing. Supposedly, it is. That's what I've been reading. Is it is okay. legitimate? Yeah, I've done no extra reading on it. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to. Um, well, I, I didn't either, but it popped up and it was there. So I was like, oh, I'll check it right. out. <laughs> like, so that's going to lead to, you know, will there be an Oscar Evans match? Will there be a Raw Women's title match? Will it be an open challenge? Will it be someone's replacing? Will they just ditch it? Um, but it's weird that they have the way they did it with, I'm going to beat you, Asuka, or I'm going to win at, at Elimination Chamber, and going through this whole pre-match promo. <laughs> in the middle of the match be like no I'm pregnant I can't fight you it was weird I mean um, I don't I don't I don't think it's tacky necessarily to do the angle if she is if it comes out as she's just lying to gain uh like just to get to Charlotte because the assumption is it's Rick's uh, on on TV obviously not real life uh I think if they did something where like a Snitsky Kane angle where there was something bad happened to baby, that's I'm, I'm not, I wasn't cool with that then. I wouldn't like that now. It's not right. really anything, but yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's even though I wouldn't necessarily be like offended by it, it'd be like, okay, why is that necessary? Like you couldn't do anything right. else. Like no so other creativity. I'm that, right. I'm hoping this opens the door for WrestleMania and I'm, and I had, I couldn't help myself to rebook to rebook what's going to happen just to make my original WrestleMania Raw predictions come true. Um, and I've changed it so many times. I can't remember where I actually left it. No, I left it. Okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's time for, if, if it was Lacey Evans, I would say it's time for her to drop. I mean, she needs to take a break. Asuka does. She's been going strong since she took the title, literally took the title from Becky Lynch. Um, and Asuka needs a break. I mean, she's great, but let's have the absence make the heart grow fonder with her. And we mentioned this a couple times. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens here. So anything else on Raw before we book SmackDown? No. It's, uh, I mean, if, if, if Lacey Evans really is pregnant, then anybody who wants to have a child just get into a feud with Asuka because she seems that it, it's contagious with her. <laughs> Becky okay, Lynch right. and Lacey Evans. Like, if you're, if you're, if you're right. trying... There just has to be in a program with her. I don't know, kid. Um, all right, so this, the booking of the take-home, or the go-home episodes, rather. I mean, when we did the go-home episode of, of Royal Rumble, that was such a letdown. It was such garbage, the go-home episode of, of, of the Royal Rumble. If you remember, we had, like, that tag team. You know, we had AJ Styles, who showed up to SmackDown, which turned into a tag team match, which turned into a six-man, which turned into a five-on-four, to a ten-man to Braun Strowman just coming out. It was match just, that never ends. Cluster, man. It was yeah. Um, hopefully, we won't get anything like that. Um, we do know that we're going to get Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso, Baron Corbin, and Sami Zayn. Um, and the only reason I saw this is because they were promoting that during Raw. So, um, we know we're going to get that. Um, I was hoping we would get something similar to Raw where we find out who's coming in first or last just for some stakes but right now it looks like it's going to be and i didn't think i don't think there are really any stakes in this match i didn't hear of anyways no um, not that i heard so this is just going to turn into you know it'll start out as your typical 
you know, six man tag match is going to disintegrate. Roman Reigns is going to get involved somehow. I wouldn't be surprised to see all six guys, including Jey Uso on the ground with Roman Reigns standing over them at the end. Um, you know, it's just going to be your typical, you know, faces will pick up the win, but then the faces will start fighting. Then the heels, yeah, everyone's just going to start fighting everyone, um, trying to get the upper hand. And I think Roman will come down and, and stand tall at the very end. Um, I can't see this being anything but that. I don't. I can't see them throwing a huge another curveball, you know, two nights before the show. That being said, they could. <laughs> the only know. thing I can see is I'm somehow finding a way to replace somebody. Right. Jey Uso just doesn't fit in this match to me. No, well, I mean for the story, just him getting the shot. But I think, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll get there when we get to our predictions on who's going to win this match. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll get there. But I, I'm not booking too too much involved on this one, just because, like I said, it's going to end up being a huge right. ball at the end with Roman Reigns getting involved and standing on standing tall at the end. Um, who can take who can sit at the head of the table blah 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 you know that's, that's what they're gonna do that because um, again I don't think anyone is realistically expecting Roman to drop the title at Elimination Chamber no I'm not certainly until, until I book it because I'm booking them to drop it but we'll get there um, for good reason too um, for the Intercontinental title I would like to see Big E come out again to try to do an open challenge and it's, hey, Big E's going to do another open challenge. And as he's walking down, this is where I want to see the Apollo Crews' vicious attacks. I want to see him not say anything. I want to see chairs. I want to see him just literally destroy Big E as, as best he can. Because you can't turn heel on a dropkick. It's stupid. It's lame. It's not effective. Um, let's turn Apollo Crews into a badass. And for good measure, let's throw Nakamura to try to come down for the save. And let's have Crews lay him out as well mm-hmm. um, again not say a word I really think and I tried to do this with Sonya Deville when, to have her come back come back not say a word lay everyone out just be that badass who says nothing yep um, and let's see let's have let's try that with Cruz um, they did tease them hold him with the bloodline a while ago so we'll see after elimination chamber if he fills that Pillman spot in that in that role um, but Let's let's lay out Big E so we have no reason to see him at Elimination Chamber. We'll have him rest up for the week after, and we can extend the story from there. And then we can just start doing the build to WrestleMania because we're going to need a multi-man championship match. Um, usually, you know, usually we've seen, you know we've seen the eight-man ladder matches for the Intercontinental Title a few years ago, the one that Zack Ryder won. You, you see them every year, so I think. This year, it should be the Intercontinental title. Right. Um, I have a fatal four-way in there right now, ladder match. So I guess it's not a fatal four-way. It's a four-person ladder match. But um, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, tag titles, I think let's do some something with stakes in it. Because right now, there's really nothing with stakes in it. We'll have two singles matches, a beat-the-clock challenge, whoever wins. So if the Street Profits win the beat-the-clock challenge, they'll get a title shot. If not... Then they're out. Um, so we'll have Ford, uh, Montez Ford versus Ziggler, where Ford will win, and then Dawkins versus Rude. So obviously, Rude, you know, logic would dictate that Rude would have to win or something. But I have the, we'll have the Street Profits win both matches, kind of making the beat the clock moot, but kind of promoting that whoever wins the beat the clock will get to choose whatever. 
um, we're going to set up a title match for the following week. Not not on Elimination Chamber, but on SmackDown. Um, I can't think, especially well, when we get into, because this one, when we get into the WrestleMania predictions, I had a different tag team against Rude and Ziggler for a long time um, fighting them. But now that's gone down the crapper after the, the Vengeance Day NXT show. So we, again, there's no depth. Who else are you going to put no, in there? There's not, yeah, there's nothing right now you can even think of. Right now, it's just these two. Like, so I had to book these two at Mania for now because I have nothing else. I have no, I have no, I'm, it's not going to be Otis and Gable unless it's a multi-team, multi-branded thing. I'm still, I mean, I know they're not going to do it, but I, hell, I'm almost at the point where I, I would book the street, uh, not street profits, Ziggler and Rude versus Benjamin and uh, Alexander and unify them. And then do the same thing they do with the women's where they have to go through across yeah. three brands. Yep. You need more depth. It's it's frustrating because it's you know you see such you know you, you go over to TNT and there's a lot of good tag teams over there right yeah um, it just is too it's too thin right now way too thin uh, well look at some of those tag teams even came from WWE I mean exactly. they, they had the freaking revival who's probably one of the best tag teams on the face of the earth right and especially if you're into that old school legit like I'm gonna grab the tag rope and and, and actually tagging and out style. And um, they had no idea what to do with them. Yeah. So they just uh, the company tough. just doesn't know how to book tag teams at all. Until they and they started doing the silliness with the Usos, like the shaving creams and stuff, and they're just like, <clears throat> yep. Um. So uh, yeah, we have to reinvent this whole tag situation. It's it's getting sad. So, but for now, we'll set up a profits versus Ziggler and Rude rematch. Again, profits. I don't think win it back. If they do win it back. It's got to be because like Ziggler or Root hurt themselves. That's the only way I can see yeah. them actually taking the titles yeah. right now. Um, for the women, so women's title and tag titles, um, we still I think we'll see the non-title tag match with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler because they're scheduled. Are they scheduled to fight at Elimination Chamber? I don't, I don't believe so. Lana and Naomi, no. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. They just keep um, saying a future title match. A few, yeah, but I thought I saw it somewhere, but then when I looked up, it wasn't there. But um, I think we'll see. So let's set up this match with Banks and Belair versus Jackson Baszler, non-title, of course. No, um, well, Jackson Baszler pick up the win when we have the accidental hit from Banks. You know, Banks accidentally hitting Belair with something. Um, well, Belair teasing the announcement that she's going to fight Banks, but we need to just build it a little more. We know it's going to happen, obviously. Um, but I think, you know, we Bianca Belair was going to wait until after Elimination Chamber to make that announcement because it was supposed to be Asuka and Lacey, but I think everyone knows it's going to be Belair and Banks. So, you know, Banks has been doing more heel promos, even though she should stay a face. So I don't want her to go back heel and then align again with Bailey. That's too much. Can't do that again. Um, I mean, they could, but um, you're wasting that whole Bailey Banks feud, which yeah. is silly. Like, no, they need to silly in about two one. years late. Right, and that's like that's another one. If we did a, a superstar shuffle after Mania, like Bailey goes to Raw, 100. You got to get those two away from each other. Um, just like Rollins and Reigns away from each other, you need Banks and Bailey away from each other. Um, 
but maybe we'll have Bel Air tease the announcement. But we need to see some friction between the two. Maybe we even see Sasha Banks intentionally doing something to try to goat Bianca Belair into making the announcement. Um, but at least we're seeing the tag champs on a different show than Raw, which we haven't seen very often. Um, we also should see Nia Jax and Shannon Baszler on NXT because they're going to have to do something with Dakota Kai and um, Raquel Gonzalez after yep. the Dusty final, which actually that whole story still fits in with my WrestleMania predictions, which I'm happy to say I still think will happen. Um, Cause that's another one that I refuse to delete the women's tag titles until it's impossible to happen. Um, because I think Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart have really defined themselves and you're going, you're not going to want a heel versus heel match at Mania. You're not going to turn either of those two teams face and, you're going to want this big Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart moment to take the titles and bring them to NXT after WrestleMania. Still, I'll still, I mean, seeing them lose actually reaffirm that it's going to happen at WrestleMania for me. Um, I hope so anyways. It'll be great. Um, and then other than that, we have, let's finally have Billy Kay and Ruby Riot go one-on-one and with the stipulation that if Billy Kay wins, she's in the Riot squad. If she loses, then she has to just go away. I think Billy Kay will be a begrudging member of the Riot Squad for a while, at the very least. If she um, loses, she has to update her resume. <laughs> yeah, right. Or she has to go to Raw and and go see Peyton freaking Royce again. Yeah. Um, God, just put them back together, please. I wonder if I, like maybe something happened in real life and they just can't be together. I don't know. I hope not, but like I don't think so. Let's let's do something like you know Vince. Vince loves splitting up tag teams. No sense. I think next week I'm going to be Peyton Royce and you're going to be Billy Kay. We'll see when we get there. <laughs> uh, nah, spoiler I won't do that. So that's SmackDown. Again, I'm, my expectations aren't very high with the go home episode. Um, I can't see. I think, you know, laying out Biggie is, is, is a good call just to even yep. maybe have him off TV for, for a, a week or so just to cement Apollo Crews. Um, you can have, you can set up Apollo Crews and Nakamura for a few matches in the meantime, um, you know, with Corbin and Zane now all of a sudden in the universal title picture, I mean, they're not going to last very long there, but yeah, I was going to say they can come back. They won't be there long. I mean, they're good choices to be there. At least. Sure. Um, I mean, Corbin's been in, I don't know if Zane, Sammy Zane's been in an elimination chamber. I think I, I know Baron I Corbin so. has. Yeah. Huh? I think ever, all the other ones have Uso was in a tag one, wasn't he? Yep. We know Daniel Bryan's been in them. Cesaro, I think, has been in them. We know Kevin so. Owens has been in them. So, um, should be a good show. So, anything on SmackDown you want to add? Nah, I. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the expectation again with with the last go home show that there was with with the Royal Rumble. Yeah, like it's just. I hope they just don't throw in the towel like they did before. So we're not gonna. All right, we won't touch Raw for the 22nd um, just because it's it's too unpredictable what they're right. going to do at the chamber. But let's talk about the Elimination Chamber prediction. So what we're going to start doing, and we'll have this posted again once the website is up and running officially. It's it's up and there's some stuff on there, but it will be up and, and functioning sooner than later. I, prom- I promise. Um, and what we're going to start doing is we're going to start doing a little points competition here and we're going to start with elimination chamber. We're going to predict the outcomes of matches. Um, in this case, 
who enters at what point, who gets eliminated by whom, who comes in in what order, um, winners of matches, how they win. And what we'll do is it's going to be a hundred point system and we're just going to tally up the points and keep track over the, over the, you know, these next bunch of pay-per-views and just have some fun, just a fun little competition. Um, because what's more fun than predicting a scripted television show? I mean, really? Absolutely. Um, Maybe gambling on one needlessly. <laughs> right. So let's go through. We'll make some initial predictions here. When when we have our predictions up, we'll post our predictions online um, and see how we did. And and again, the when we do this game, um, it's actually going to be not what we want to do, but what we think they're going to do. The actual predictions, not what we would actually book. Because what my predictions are and what the booking is, I, I think, and a couple of these matches are very different. So uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about the WWE Championship Chamber match. All right. Um, right as of right now, it's Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Randy Orton, and Kofi Kingston. Um, I still have a question mark if they're going to put Strowman in there as the seventh man. Um, I'm not quite sure. So I get, let's start there. You think Strowman's going to somehow get into this match? I do. Uh, either as a seventh man or as Kofi getting taken out ahead of time, like you said earlier, by right. uh, by uh, oh god, I forgot their name already. Retribution. Retribution. Yeah. The more I think about it, I don't think it's going to happen because it'll fit better with the WrestleMania storyline that I, that I'm proposing after this. Um, and if they're still going with all former WWE champions, then obviously Strowman wouldn't make that cut. Um, so what we do know is we know Sheamus is going to be coming in last. So who do you think will be the first two in? How would you uh, rephrase that? Who would you book as the first two in there? First two in, uh, assuming that it is. Uh, we'll assume that it's still Kofi. Stays as Kofi. I'd say uh, Kofi and Hardy. Kofi and Hardy. Yeah, I think it'll be Hardy, but I would go with Hardy and maybe Styles. Yeah. Or in probably Styles. I would I, again, for actually, if I'm booking it, I would say Hardy and Orton, because I still want to see them go at it, and then, you know, I think is what every five minutes someone new comes in. Yes. Yep. So at, at four four and a half minutes, you get the lights, you get the the whole fiend Alexa Bliss thing, and and Hardy rolls up Orton and eliminates him before the, the second the third person even comes in. Oh, Alexa and and that whole storyline will definitely be the reason he gets eliminated for sure. Yeah. So that'll, that'll definitely be... If not, then there's no point to the storyline. Right. and I, But I think you need to do that early so it doesn't yes. interfere with any anyone else in the match. Um, so if we put Hardy and Orton in there first, Hardy can get the surprise roll-up and the, the elimination. Then what, <laughs> we can continue. Would it be something if they're doing a countdown and then all of a sudden the lights go out <laughs> and they're doing a flashing to the pod thing like they normally do to select who's, who's going to come in next, and then the lights go Things out, the pod. and no one's in the pod. Oh. And he just disappears. Cool. And and they're like, because then he's like, oh, you cost me a championship match. So then right there is even more hatred built into the storyline. Right. Or, I don't know, or do that, probably not, but. Or if it's late in the match and everyone's already in, but then the, then the lights go out again, and the Fiend's in the pod. Yeah. <laughs> and then the lights go out, and then Orton's in the pod, and the Fiend's gone all laid out that would be cool too they, they there's a lot of options there and especially if they're still in the thunderdome and if this is one of the last things without live fans 
use the use the camera tricks use right. the pre-tape right. use what you have to make it look cool like especially what they've done with alexa bliss when they, they do the music and then her whole clothes and everything like the one where she went back to her normal persona in the middle of the nikki cross mm-hmm. match i thought was fantastic something you know do something like that i'd so love now, to have like i'd love to have the fiend standing behind him in the pod when the lights came back on but i don't want to see oh, the fiend yet great i don't oh, want to see him yet because i don't think they can book six more weeks before mania without doling down their storyline right if they bring him having back, him in the pod with orton that's actually really good too that'd be that'd awesome be, that would but... be awesome yeah so now that we've said all these things let's let's see what path they actually go down um should be something really cool though so now the question is who wins what do oh, you think aj actually i'm, I'm with you aj wins I'm, I'm with you on aj styles winning yep who and does he pin mcintyre no i think sheamus pins mcintyre uh and then it's uh, do the whole thing where we're gonna have a new champion and styles yeah. ends up beating sheamus just like with uh style with uh was it styles and bray wyatt that year when cena was eliminated early yes yep third uh-huh. Similar, where you knew there was going to be a new champ. Yeah, I think it's going to be Styles too, where we see Styles and Edge at Mania. Um, I've even changed the Mania card for that too, for Styles and Edge because I think it's. Yeah, it's, I know. I know we're not booking the following Monday, but I think first thing, first thing the following Monday, Edge comes out and declares. Oh yeah. Well, whether Edge I, comes I, out I first or AJ comes out first, I don't know, but it'll be in that first segment when they say, "This if, is the match." If it is AJ. Um, I think at the elimination chamber they cheese they cheese they tease the Miz cash in, and even if Miz is coming down, then you hit Edge's music and Edge would declare right at elimination chamber. I would do it right then, not even not even wait till Monday. Yep. Um, I can't see Edge not being at this show in one way or another, and I hope it's not just this back and forth him looking at that stupid thing, the stupid uh, backstage monitor that they always do. I just hope that they. Um, you know he's there in some significant way. So yeah, we'll have we'll have Styles. We both have Styles winning that. Um, let's go. So anything else on that first one? Nope. Any other surprises? Anything else? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. So let's go to Chamber Match Two. So right now we have Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, and Cesaro. So let's let's do this again. Who do you see as the first two in? First two in, I see as Zane, so he can talk of his conspiracy about how they don't want him to win. That's why they put him in first or second. And I'd say Zane and probably Brian. Okay. See, I agree with Sami Zayn, but it it only makes sense to me that it's Kevin Owens because you have this Zane Kevin Owens history. Yeah. From forever ago, and they they need to lock up. Give them five minutes before anything else. You know what I mean? And let them just beat the tar out of each other for five minutes. I mean, if this company um, had continuity for more than like three days, I I think that'd be great. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just think don't they see will. It. I, I think I think they'll I think they'll actually do that. They'll have they'll have they have to have some sort of they will have some sort of um, flashback to that, especially I hope now so. that they're, that'd be fun. They're yeah. both they're opposite sides, right? One's a heel, one's a face, right? Because you know you did have them team for a while, all that stuff. So I think it's we have Owens and Zane start out. It'd be fun to see. Um, who's last? Whoa. I'd have to say 
I'd have to say either I want to say Brian, but I'm thinking Cesaro. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm as of right now, and again, these these can all change when we do our actual predictions and stuff, which we'll post average wrestling average fan of wrestling dot com. Um I think it'll be Jey Uso. Somehow they're gonna you know, Roman Reigns will do something, some influence influential something to to get that to happen. Where oh, I'm sorry, you said oh last in, not who won. Last in, yeah. Last oh in. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Uso, yeah. Um Yeah, that that only makes sense to me. Um and then so now who do you think is gonna win? We'll go to Cesaro, that. yeah. <laughs> Cesaro. You think Cesaro's gonna win? I do. He'll never. He won't win a title. He'll get screwed out of it somehow. But he'll. I think he'll win. All right. You ready for this? This is this is my big. We're gonna call it the big swerve of the. And I'll already tell you, this is gonna be my bold prediction for when we do our. Um, when we do our. Our picks yeah. online there. I'm going to have Daniel Bryan win the chamber match. And then I'm going to have a Brock Lesnar return. And costing Roman Reigns the title, and Daniel Bryan walks out of Elimination Chamber as your champion. That is, um, that is a bold prediction. It is. Again, don't think it'll happen, but I think this will set up a triple threat at Mania with Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and Daniel Bryan. That'd be a fun match. I, I, yeah, and I think you send out, you send off Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, you know, and Reigns would. You know, pick it back up at Mania, but I think to reintroduce Brock Lesnar, I think that's. I'm trying to think who who would be best fit in that, in that spot, right? Like if we if we have a Lesnar return, we we can't. I don't think we'll have a straight up Lesnar, Reigns match, which we could have the straight up Lesnar Reigns match. Let's just say, because um, we I changed that last week, um, but. I don't think people like, would mind seeing a grudge match between those two without the title involved. You think or no? I don't think people would mind seeing that. I think if it, if it was just straight up Lesnar and Reigns for the title, I think people would kind of be tired of that. Oh, again, oh, good, same thing. Brock comes back, right. he's involved in the title picture, but... Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Lesnar would come back as a face, which would be kind of weird. I mean, he wouldn't do many promos. He wouldn't say much, obviously. Um but I think we'll see this face Lesnar, this heel Reigns, and then this departing Daniel Bryan. I think that's a, that's a good little story, nice build. You, you can do a lot with that. Oh yeah. In the yep. seven eight weeks leading up to WrestleMania. Um, and this and all right. So anything else on that? Anything else you want to add? I know you think Cesaro and then Reigns retains over Cesaro, right? Yep. It makes sense the way they've been telling Cesaro's story over the last few weeks. Like that. That's fair. That that makes a lot of sense. Because then they can build on the fact of. How much of you know they can make it a close match? If he came that close without without you know after going to the chamber match, what could he do if he had a straight up one on one match? Just like just like Kofi and right. Daniel Bryan two years yep. ago, it's the same story. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So now we have. Well, we want to do you want to do Raw Women's Title or US sure, Title? Sure, do that. First? Which one do you want to do? We'll do uh, we'll do the US Title first. Let's do the US Title. Yeah. So Lashley, Riddle, and Lee. Let's assume Keith Lee is still in the picture. Um, does Lashley realistically have any fear of losing this title right now? I think so. Seeing as how they don't seem to really value the U.S. title. 
uh, kind of like DIC title. They just kind of throw it wherever. I mean, Big E, Big E and Lashley have added some prestige to those titles, but um, or some importance to them in a modern day. But I, I don't know. I don't think they have any problem having him lose it right here. I think Keith Lee wins it. Right. Yeah. I. I mean. I think regardless, Lashley takes it. I think you still build him. I would I, him going in to Mania as champ. I think makes sense. Um, I think my WrestleMania predictions. Yeah, we'll talk about that in, in a few minutes. Um, I think this leads to either way, Riddle has to take the submission or the pin. You know, I, I gave you what I would do and what I think should happen. Yeah, I really think Riddle wins it. Unfortunately. Oh wow. I think I think they're gonna. I think they supposedly they want to strap a rocket to him. I think he's a superstar in the making. Like, and I, I don't I don't he's get gonna it. Be RVD. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. He's gonna make a stupid decision. He's gonna literally crash and burn. Yep. Um, I don't like it. I mean, I'd rather just keep it on Lashley. Oh, and have me him too. Have a nice high profile match for him at Mania. Yep. And then we'll give we'll have him drop at Mania. But um, I don't know. We've not we haven't been the biggest fans of riddle here i just hate to give it hate to give it so much it's annoying we just want him to grow away yeah Um, come back with a new gimmick right learn a new hold um new hole so yeah so we'll see what happens there even if i mean if keith lee's not in the picture i don't know so you think riddle's gonna take it regardless i do unfortunately yeah so that's that's more of a prediction than how you would book it right yes like you would book it with probably keith lee taking it right Yes. And then, but you predict that'll be Riddle. Either way, I mean, I would book it Lashley, and I would, I think Lashley's going to keep it regardless, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Because um, from there, you can get, you can get rid of a lot of it, and then you can have Lee and Lashley have a back and forth where Lee is battling with the Hurt Business. Right. And there's a lot of places you can go from there. Yeah, it's just who, who takes the pin? You have to make one look weak. If Riddle wins? If Riddle wins, yeah, one of them has to take the pen. You have right? so you have Lashley, like, you have Lashley hit his finisher or something on Lee, or not Lee, or like have him in like the hurt lock for a while. Yeah, then if Riddle comes in and it'll be it'll be a fluke finish Steals if Riddle one. wins. Yeah, but unless this is the end of the hurt business where there's finally an implosion, you know what I mean. But I don't think they'll do they'll do that. No, either. I hope not. Uh, no, me neither. But with MVP being hurt, you never know. Um, that could change plans depending on how hurt mm. he is. You know what yeah. I mean? So. So that, that'll be interesting to see what actually um, comes out there. And now here's one where this is not going to happen. I'm going to just put it on the record now. This is one where it's going to be 100% wrong. But I want to build to Mania. I want to take the title off Asuka, and I need to do something here. So let's have Asuka still come out, and instead it will be an open challenge because Lacey Evans got herself knocked up. Congratulations, Lacey Evans. Um, Good job, Rick. And What's that? Good job, Rick. Yeah, right. Good job, Rick. Um, and we need to start building to a, a stronger WrestleMania program. And let's finally, I'm going to keep booking it till it happens. Let's have Ronda Rousey answer that call and have her take the title off Asuka so we can get this Rousey Charlotte match for the Raw Women's title. I know you want Ripley. I can see it in your eyes, I can hear it in the voice. We haven't even talked yet. I do, but I've, I've, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope that and maintain that that's what I want. But I think they have forgotten about her again. I think, or she's gonna go to SmackDown. I, she's not. I don't think she's gonna end up being on Raw. Um, It'd be a way to introduce her though. Vasca has an open challenge, and then Ripley 
answers that wins. Right. But I just, I think when we talk about WrestleMania, when we talk about the biggest matches and if Rousey is coming back, let's set, let's set Rousey and, and Flair in motion here. And I'd love to start trying to re well, I don't think it can happen because I said we need to separate Banks and Bailey. But I would love to see like the four horsewomen versus like the UFC four and, you know, start something there. Yeah. You know what I mean, start a long build of Survivor Series with four on four with those two groups because that would be cool too. But then you would need, you know, Becky Lynch to be able to come back. You would need Bailey and Banks, Sasha Banks to be on the same page. Uh, and I don't think you can't, you can't really replace one with someone else, you know what I mean, authentically. So wouldn't have the same effect. Yeah. Right. But I think, you know, having. <clears throat> But Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafira, Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey against Charlotte, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and, and Sasha Banks would be, I mean, I would, I'd pay money. I'd watch that. All oh, time. yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Shayna Baszler's grown on me a lot. Oh, yeah. When she first came in, I, I was not a fan. And now, I every time I hear her music. No, no, I mean, and even NXT. Okay. Like, I wasn't a fan well, you know, of hers in we, NXT. We definitely glossed over that on Raw. She beat Lana. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, well, I mean, it was kind of forgettable. It was forgettable. That's how forgettable it was. It was a nothing match. Um, We didn't have to talk about Nia Jax's hole, which is great. Um, Anyway, so that's Elimination Chamber. Should be a good show. Um, On our predictions, we also are going to do a prediction of the pre-show, whether there'll be a face winning the the pre-show match, a heel winning a pre-show match, or no pre-show match. And then we'll each have two bold predictions. I've really kind of said my two bold predictions already, um, to be honest. But it's still a while before I actually lock in what I think is going to happen. I'm, tr- again, trying – I'm not going to read any spoilers. And I'm not going to try to read – you know, I'm trying not to read. Uh, I'm a math guy. I don't like reading anyways. So <laughs> uh, just we'll have that up and we'll see how that goes. So anything else on Elimination Chamber you want to add before we talk about Mania predictions? No. No, I'm good. All right, so there's some movement here on the WrestleMania card. Um, so Universal titles, AJ Styles versus Edge, which we both talked about, I think agreed upon, would be yep. kind of the the best option right now. Um, my prediction for WWE, my booking is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Um, especially with fans, that that match will it'll be a short 10, 12-minute match, but it'll – well, that's not really short, I guess, but it will uh, it'll be impactful, I think, definitely. Um, NXT title will have Finn, ba- Finn Balor and Adam Cole. I'd love to actually see this on the WrestleMania card. I think based on what happened at Vengeance Day where Adam Cole super kicked the hell out of Finn Balor and Kyle, o- Kyle O'Reilly. Um, kind of blew up my plans of Undisputed Era coming and saving the tag division, but say lovey. Well, I don't um, know. I don't know because Cole and Cole and Roddy, uh, Roddy stronger to tag team, so they could still do it. They could, but I don't know. I haven't seen, I mean, the fallout from whether it's going to be a, you know, whether strong is going to be, which side Roger strong is going to be on. Yeah. Um, still don't know what's going to happen, whether, this is like how DX ended, but then you still had Road Dog and Billy Gunn and X Pac doing all the DX stuff at, when Triple H went away. 
is going to be the same type of thing. Like, will Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roger Strong still try to hold on to the undisputed era, the all the things, while Adam Cole moves on? I, I kind of see the parallels between those two. Um, I don't know. I'm disappointed though. I really wanted to see Adam Cole and Roger Strong versus Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the SmackDown Tag Titles, but you know. It's deleted for now. Um, but I think Finn Balor versus Adam Cole at WrestleMania. Yeah, the end good match, yeah. Another hell of a match. Um, Intercontinental title match. Let's have a ladder match. Big E, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, and Apollo Crews. I think that is a very realistic match um, with kind of the stories that are already happening. Last week, I wanted to input Seth Rollins directly into the Intercontinental title feud. Um, that didn't happen, but... You know, if we have Biggie and and, Cesar- and um, Cruz, we have the Cesaro, Seth Rollins. Let's just let's throw them all together. They're all on SmackDown. They could have a hell of a match. Um, if it's not a ladder match, then as we talked last week, Fatal Four Way Elimination. Let's let's do something. Um, but regardless, I think you have this will be a good time if we're going to strap a title on Cesaro. We do it here. Um, you don't make Biggie look weak. Cesaro deserves the moment by far. Um, I love to see Seth Rollins and Biggie have an extended feud, almost like Seth Rollins and KO had for a while. Um, but just that one, the timing of that one sucked because, you know, it ended at Mania with no fans in that last right. standing match, which was a great match. But, like, you know, it was diminished with no one else there. I think with the return of fans, Biggie and Seth Rollins could really burn it down. Uh, pun intended. I like I see what I did there. Um, I was gonna say, hold on, I hope pun intended. If not, you missed the boat on that. Honestly, that wasn't it wasn't meant at first, but when I literally after I said burn, I go, oh yeah, that's got to happen now. <laughs> U.S. title. I would love to see Bobby Lashley and Keith Lee in a last man standing match. Again, two big dudes beating the hell out of each other um, for the U.S. title. And this is where Keith Lee will have that moment, take his, take the U.S. title, and then go from there. Um, I know, you know, I think the money is on Riddle right now, as you said, but I don't want that. <laughs> I don't either. Based on based on what I've I've heard about them and how they feel about Riddle, that's all I'm going on personally. Right. I don't see it. I, I I like this idea of Lashley and Lee, but yeah, especially in, in some sort of match like a Last Man Standing or um, you know, some some sort of really just what's the word looking for like a, a a heavy hitting brutal type of match yeah. something that's really just gonna you know they're, they're driving themselves through the uh the titan trons and stuff like that just let's have these big big dudes just well beat the crap out of each other like i said last uh, time normally big guy matches aren't that great but i think these two these two could pull it off yeah um change here smackdown tag championship we'll have another fatal four-way um, just a straight up Rude and Ziggler versus the Street Profits versus the Mysterios versus a heel team of Otis and Gable. Um, again, these are really the only four tag teams on SmackDown right now. Cesaro Nakamura are doing their own thing. Um, you know, Zayn and and Corbin really they're a one time thing. They maybe they're inter- maybe they're there too. I don't know, but they're. Just throw all your decent tag teams and just do something. The hell is Brizongo uh, doing? I mean, they they had an NXT run for a while. Yeah, 
So, I mean, hell yeah, let's call them up too. Let's I mean, do they're something. goofy, but what the hell? Let's, let's bring some of these other teams up. They're not doing anything. That's what I was hoping they were going to do, but yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm discouraged um, with tag teams overall. Unless they, again, the other thing I would book, and I know I'm not putting it on here because I know it's not going to happen, is the consolidation. Just make WWE tag champs. Get rid of the each brand one and have them just let's reinvigorate this division. And then that sideways to somehow Miz and Morrison will have the tag titles by this point. Um, and they'll defend against Damian Priest and the Bad Bunny. Um, I think that, that match is pretty much definite, I would say, at this point. The way that they're doing yeah. the Bad Bunny. And... I don't know if the titles are involved, but I think it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. I just couldn't think of anything else for, for the tag. Like, I don't think it's going to be... I mean, if they still had the hurt business with the with the titles by that point, like it's a terrible storytelling because they've been teasing a, a split for the longest time, you know. And I don't know if MVP uh, is legit yeah. and he can't do much. They might actually have to break up the hurt business for now. And I'll tell you what, what I mean? though. But, yeah, I mean, I I I don't know much about Bad Bunny. Apparently, he's a massive star. Yeah, uh, I don't. Which whatever that's worth in today's day and age. Um. <laughs> But I think putting him with Priest does show that they have faith in Priest. So while I'm not crazy about necessarily celebrities coming in and, and having this big of a role, I like the fact that at least Damian Priest is getting exposure, a lot of exposure, being attached to this guy, and that bodes well for his future. So if this means Damian Priest gets to be a future star, I'll put up with it. Yeah. I had it in the back of my mind that they were going to put him in the chamber too once mm-hmm. Miz dropped out. For, for a hot second, but then that went away. I didn't. I think it's too soon to have him in the chamber, but I, I considered that they, they might actually do that. That would have been fun, but yeah. It would have been, but I think let's, let's I think it's get too to soon, WrestleMania with, with Bad Bunny and all this. Yeah. And then the two uh, the three women's title matches, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, I'm still content with it. I still think it'll happen somehow, some way. Um, and Remember what they did a few years ago where it was supposed to just be Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. And then Charlotte took the title off of Asuka. And somehow they turned it into a triple threat with, with Charlotte beating Asuka on SmackDown before Mania. We may see something like that, but they'll, I think they're going to get to Rousey versus Charlotte somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. I mean, that should be the main event of the Saturday. Should be the best show on the on that night, if not the weekend. Um, hopefully, I'm building it up because it should. It, should, it, really, it should steal the show. It really should. At least they have one night. I mean. Right. And then I'm still going to stick with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, like we mentioned before. Ember Moon and Shotzi were the runners-up of the Women's Dusty Classic. So once Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler take care of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, then you can – move more into this heel first face badass over the top faces match here so yeah this is another thing that i'm not i'm gonna keep on here until it's impossible because i want to see it and i want to put that little feather in my cap that yep since day one that one was there because i want (laughs) i want that one i think it's i think we're close to it um other non-title matches we'll have randy orton and the fiend again let's do let's do the firehouse firefly funhouse let's do something creative with it That'll be a cinematic uh, match for sure. Yep. Let's do Woods and Kingston. We talked about that already. 
We'll have the two Andre the well the Andre the Giant uh, battle royal, the women's battle royal, and then the last match here, which is new, is I and I'm I'm torn on this, but I'm putting it down. And I'm going to put Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre with Shane McMahon. We had this Drew McIntyre Shane McMahon alliance a few years ago, um, and I think. When we have Strowman calling out Shane, that's starting something to build to Mania. But I don't think, I mean, you had Shane McMahon do that Hell in the Cell versus Undertaker a few years ago. That was an old dude versus an old dude. Yeah. This is not an old dude versus an old dude. Uh -uh. This is Braun friggin' Strowman against a, what, 52, 53 year old Shane McMahon? I don't know how old he is. I'm just, I'm, I'm guessing somewhere in his low. Yeah, he's maybe. somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, so I think if you reunite Shane McMahon with Drew McIntyre and they start playing this kind of tweener this tweener role face and heel um i mean i know drew is is over but i think if they were fans people would actually start getting sick of him they'd start booing him um just because it's you know i think Strowman is more over than anyone else so i think Strowman and mcintyre with shane mcmahon you know without really defining the heels and faces and stuff like that um we'll see some sort of match there so it's WrestleMania. Anything you want to add? You want to adjust? Uh, I don't... Honestly, I don't see the WWE title match being Roman, Lesnar, and Bryan. However, right. I don't, at this point, have a better idea. So, I have no adjustment <laughs> to make at this point. So, I wouldn't mind seeing it. It'd be entertaining. Uh, Balor and Cole can get behind. Yeah, I see title match. I think you're right. It'll be some kind of ladder match, multi-man match. Um, US title... Uh, I don't. I don't think it needs a stipulation. I think Lashley and Lee, especially if that's their first meeting one on one, right. it's big enough on its own. They could have a great match. Yeah. And either I just, one. I just hope they. Yeah, they can build these next seven weeks for right. It. It and that's the big special. F. That's yeah. the big F. Lashley or Lee, based on their size and their athletic ability, could beat the other one clean, and it wouldn't hurt the other one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um. As far as you know, the Rascally Rabbit and Damian Priest and, and Miz and Morrison. <laughs> That's gonna be what it is. Uh, I, I'm still I holding on for I'm the, still holding on for Ripley and Charlotte, but I doubt it. Yeah, Sasha and Belair, or, or have her inserted in there somewhere. You yeah, know what I mean, Sasha and Belair. I'm totally I'm with you on that one. I think that's obvious, and I'm happy about it. So, yeah, and uh, I still say they go Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in some kind of like. Feud, some kind of brawl match. If they're gonna do a last have, man standing, I don't have Sheamus on this card anymore. Actually, if I could no, see I a last man that. standing match, it would be between Sheamus and McIntyre, just beating the living hell out of each other right. for seven weeks leading up to it, and then having that blow off. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's right. I don't have Sheamus on here, but he should be on here somewhere. So they um, need to make these Andre the Giant battle royals, or either battle royal, the men or the women's, something. mean something. Yeah. So I did have Cesaro in that spot, but now he's on the card. We need someone else to win this. Because I don't care about either one of those battle royals. Yeah. Because there's nothing on the line. They don't matter to me. Right. So. Uh, so, I mean, you just arbitrarily throw anyone in here. So, like, yeah. for right now, I'm going to put in our truth Yeah, there you go. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've been trying to think, like, who could be a logical person? And he actually, he's legit a logical person who could, could win that thing. So, but again, you're right. There needs to be stakes. Um, Even... I mean, even if you don't want to do a world title match so close to when they just did for the Rumble, you could say whoever wins that gets an automatic entry into next year's Rumble. Right. 
something. That's fine. That's something. Or mid-card title shot or... Yeah. You know, get something. A golden ticket. <laughs> um, First in line right. at catering. Just give me something to watch for. Something. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's get into our top five. This week we're going to talk about our top five moment, live moments that we've seen. Um, Chris is going to completely outstrip mine, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, I think we – did you – how many honorable mentions did you have? Did you have I didn't have any, one? actually. I just had the five. Oh, uh, okay. I had one just because, I mean, it was such a rare thing. So I'll start. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to do my honorable mention and five because I want you to go last with your with yours. Um, so I'll start with my honorable mention. This was only a few years ago. And this was – I saw at a live event, so not televised. It was Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus Kane for the for the um, Universal. I think that he was a Universal title, one of the titles. I can't remember which one. It was it was a lead up to Aurora, uh, to WrestleMania. This was the year that Braun Strowman and Nicholas beat Cesaro and, and Sheamus for the. Uh, so it was it was a few weeks before that, but it, I put this on here because I read somewhere that. Braun, uh, that uh, Brock Lesnar fought like less than 10 matches in the year and actually defended his title. And this was one of them. Nice. Um, so it was such a rare thing. And that was a fun show overall. It ended actually with, uh, as predicted, it was Brock Lesnar, F5'd Kane. Um, but then you had a table out there and you had, in the middle of the match, um, Sheamus and Cesaro came out and put Strowman through a table in the middle of the match. And then at the end, Strowman laid both of them out and ended the night standing tall, which was pretty cool to see. Um, that was a fun event. I don't think I had anything else from that event on there. But, I mean, I got to see, like, Broken Matt Hardy when he first showed up and, and stuff like that. So it was pretty nice. Cool. Yeah, so that was just an, an honorable mention because it was such a rare thing. So yeah. we'll get into the actual five. Um, and like I said, I want you to end, so I'll start out with my five. And honestly, I did. I don't even remember what's under these, these blacked out things. So <laughs> let's just go with it. My number five is Shane McMahon putting AJ Styles through an announce table. So this one was at a SmackDown um, at the Mohegan Sun. And this is one where I went by myself and I found like a ticket where the, the, the uh, section I was sitting in, like made a big triangle going down. So like row one only had one seat, row two and three had two seats. And then it kind of made longer rows going right. up. And I got into like that second row there. Going nice. up, so I had a really good shot. Um, it was one where Gronk was there, and you could see him kind of clear his day. Um, but this was the build to Shane McMahon and AJ Styles at Mania, and it was the whole thing where Styles was waiting for Shane McMahon in the parking lot the whole time, and then Shane McMahon comes out and ends up Shane putting AJ through the the announce table, which you've seen thousands of times Shane McMahon do, but actually just to see it live, it was, it was pretty cool. That is a good one. For me, I have uh, the <laughs> – I actually went through and got actual dates. Nice. So I have the Wrestling Challenge taping uh, from November 12th of 1991. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and that is back, for people who aren't familiar, back when WWE ran in the country, but a lot of it was primarily Northeast still. And uh, – or at least East Coast. Mm-hmm. And they would – tape like four weeks of all four weeks of the month of wrestling challenge on Saturday mornings in one venue on one day. And, uh, the, the main memory for me here 
was I got to see my favorite tag team of all time live, the Road Warriors. I was, uh, at this point, let's see, in 91, I was eight years old, seven years old. Had the spiked shoulder pads, the popcorn, the whole nine yards. Uh, fully, just full, uh, a nerd, just in not quite fully developed yet. Uh, but, yeah, that was, and you know, because it was uh, a couple weeks of shows, Saw Ric Flair wrestle a few times. Saw Bret Hart wrestle a few times. Saw, you know, Owen Hart. Um, and this was, they would do, like, matches that weren't on the show in between as, like, big deals because the fans, you can only watch so many IRS and uh, <laughs> IRS and Brooklyn Brawler matches for Saturday right. morning's uh, tapings before you get bored. So they'd have, the main event was Hogan and Flair. And they'd have like uh, the Road Warriors against the Nasty Boys. It was it was so much fun, and I'm That's awesome. In all my glory as a seven year old watching this, and I'm there for three four hours. I couldn't get enough. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, my number four was now I feel bad. I didn't do the dates, um, but it was the first women's Hell in a Cell match. It was Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Oh yeah, yep, and. Um, this is where Charlotte laid a legit beat down on Sasha before, like the, the cage was about to close and then Charlotte beat her down and did the whole beat down outside the ring. And usually when you see, like, when you see it and you hear the commentators on TV, you're like, okay, obviously that was like, she got beat down pretty good and Sasha will make the comeback and yada, yada, yada. But without the commentators and you're just kind of watching it, it was so believable that Sasha Banks was legit hurt. You weren't quite sure what was happening right. the way that they did it. Um, and this was still part of the whole Sasha Banks never retained her title thing. So um, we were hoping, because you know this was in Boston, which is Sasha Banks' hometown. And you think, okay, this, she's in the main event. She's defending her title. She's going to beat Charlotte. And then, nope, Charlotte actually won with a natural selection. And but it was it was a good show overall. It was a lot of fun. Um, but that one there, that one also saw it was. I think there were three Hell in a Cell matches that night. I can only remember two because the first one was um, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. No. Yes. Mm. Was it Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens or Roman Reigns and Rusev? I I can't remember. And I think it was Kevin Owens because Chris. That wasn't Reigns or Wyatt, was it? No, no, no. Because I, I'm almost positive now that it was Owens because Chris Jericho did a run-in at that okay. time, too. Okay, yeah. Um, there was a third one, but I'm I'm totally blanking on it. Uh, but it was fun. Got to do the whole New Day chant later in the night. And I, I went with a friend who was not really a big wrestling fan at all. Actually, I shouldn't say not a big wrestling fan. Not really not a fan at all. So I wasn't really sure what was happening. So, uh, you know, just getting to the experience, but seeing that first, you know, it was, it was almost history. It was history there, right? The first ever women's Hell in the Cell, first yep. ever woman women's uh, main event of, of a regular pay per view. So uh, that was that was fun. Remember that very well, and I remember being very disappointed in the outcome because yeah, I was really rooting for Sasha Banks there. Mm-hmm. All right, for me, number four is Raw. I believe it was number nine ninety seven, nine ninety eight. It was right before a couple weeks before they did Raw one thousand. And uh, this was smack dab in the middle of the whole CM Punk and AJ Lee, Daniel Bryan, Kane kind of love four corners thing they had. It's not triangle, but whatever thing they had going on there. Yeah. And quadrilateral. There you go. Yeah. See, that's the math guy. Um, Those and it's 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 
uh, it was a big deal because it was my very first time seeing Raw. I've seen three or four since. But it was my very first Raw I actually ever went to. And uh, it was cool. Like, uh, this when they started doing their Heat Slater against the random legend each week. So, <laughs> Vader actually came out and beat the oh, hell out of Heat Slater, awesome. which was cool. Because uh, I was I always watched Vader growing up and never saw him live, so I got to see him live. That's great. Punk came out, cut a hell of a promo. And I think the main event was him and AJ against Punk and um, Brian and Kane. So that was that was a lot of fun. That was in the middle of the whole people power thing too, with Johnny Ace and the scooter and Vince McMahon was there, which is say what you want about him, but watching Vince McMahon live is kinda of like seeing Walt Disney if you go to Disney World. Right. So it's still it's always it was it was it was a blast. That's awesome. I've actually just made an audible on mine. So my number three. Oops. Not that one. This one. Is Carmella's heel turn on Nikki Bella on a SmackDown. It was a SmackDown right after uh, SummerSlam. And this was one where there was, it was like Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella as the face team. And then they were facing Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and a mystery partner, which wasn't much of a mystery. You knew it was Nikki Bella. This was after her neck injury and all that stuff. So they come back. Nikki Bella comes back at SummerSlam. And then the next week on SmackDown, she comes out, I mean, huge, huge pop. It was awesome. And then Carmella's heel turn right there in the middle of the ring on Nikki Bella, which was which was which was really cool. Um, and it built kind of led to Car- Carmella's current character, just the, the run she's had since then as a heel. Um, so we got to see that initial um, that initial turn firsthand, which was cool. Nice. Um, this is also the same show that Randy Orton came back for the first time. In a long time, and he was he confronted Bray Wyatt, so I got to see the the lights go out. Bray Wyatt come with the, uh, you know, he it was one of the things where Bray Wyatt was in a chair in the aisle. Nice, nice. and then the lights go down, and then the yeah. chair, he's there by himself. But obviously, we're, we're I was watching. I was looking specifically where he went when the lights went out, and it was still you could still see a little bit of it. He went under the ring actually, um, but it was cool. That was that was a cool thing to see too. All right, number three for me is uh, one of the last live events they had. WWE had at the actual Springfield Civic Center before they did their massive renovation and turned it to the Mass Mutual Center, which isn't relevant at all, so I don't know why I said it. But anyways, it was in January of 2002, and it was relevant because it was two days before Triple H returned to Raw after his first quad tear. And he was actually there live. Uh, He teamed with Kane... And fought Jericho and Kurt Angle in the main event. Uh, and I remember very distinctly Jericho came out and cut a promo on how crappy Springfield is. <laughs> and my dad just laughing hysterically saying, well, love him or hate him, he's not wrong. That's awesome. And uh, it was also Brock Lesnar, uh, one of his uh, dark match. Okay. So didn't know anything about this guy. And then this monster, a guy like Brock Lesnar, walks out and just starts throwing around. I think he fought Bob Holly. I want to say. Maybe not, but just starts just manhandling whoever he's facing. And didn't even have the F5 as a finish. He used something else as a finish. But just seeing, you know, all of a sudden a couple months later he's on TV and it's like, oh, I saw that guy. Right. So And seeing what right. he's become now is pretty cool. So Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Uh, my number two is probably the most recent out of any of these these that we're talking about this was one of the last shows before um all the covid crap happened 
and this was when the fiend challenged john cena to the rest his wrestlemania match um the whole show was hyped with cena returning cena returning we haven't seen him in a long time and i was fully ready to do the whole john cena sucks and ready to do the whole thing thinking that everyone else was going to too no that place when john cena came out yeah. popped it was the biggest pop of it i've ever heard um and it was it was crazy, and you were just waiting for it because I was actually looking at my at my watch, and I'm like, "All right, Cena's leaving the ring. He's at the ramp. It's only seven fifty uh nine fifty seven. Like something has to happen here. Where is the Fiend? And this was also the night after the Fiend dropped the title to Goldberg. Yep. Um, and early and th- that show opened with Goldberg coming out, getting booed out of the building, and he said, "Who's next?" And then Roman Reigns came out, and he got booed out of the building because that was supposed to set up the WrestleMania match, which never happened. Um, last year but seeing that that whole show was, was a lot of fun because they were just building scene and that place went crazy and i'm ready to start screaming john cena sucks and i couldn't hear myself couldn't hear anyone else doing it It was crazy and then when the fiend came out and then, that was you know this is toward the beginning of the fiend too when you know you'd have the lights hit and you know whoever's in there starting to look around and you're waiting for it only thing that would have made it better is if the fiend actually like attacked john cena and left right. him winning yeah that that was a little disappointing but same time um and then uh, along with that night i got to see taco fall in person if you if you those of you who were listening who don't know who taco fall is he's like the seven foot four seven foot five center for the celtics um because this was in boston as well and he walked right by us to go backstage and when i checked the next day there were pictures of him next to john cena dwarfing john cena Oh yeah, yeah. Got to see him walk right by us, which was cool. I also saw uh, during the two hundred five live taping the return of Jack Gallagher, because nice. we're right by the side entrance there where people do the run-ins from the side. Um, so the, like we could, you could see that because they, they started blocking everything off and security was not letting anyone through, so you knew something was about to happen. So I got to see Jack Gallagher come back too. So that was that was a fun night overall, and we haven't been able to do much since because two weeks later everything was in the performance center. So. Yeah. <sighs> Number two for me, it was tough between one and two, but two for me was NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Uh, it was right before the SummerSlam, where, which is one of the last events I remember really being a big deal and pumped about the main event. And it was right before the SummerSlam with the uh, Lesnar-Undertaker uh, main event. Uh, um, For me, it was, number one, it was Bobby Roode's debut right. in, uh, in, in NXT. Had the whole glorious coming down from the ceiling, the whole nine yards. Uh, got to see uh, he faced Andrade, I believe. Uh, and then Nakamura doing the live played-in entrance with the violinist and faced Samoa Joe for the title. Awesome match. They also had DIY versus Revival. Um, I have to say, honestly, that's probably, as far as just match quality goes, the best live match I've ever seen. Didn't Joe uh, break his jaw that match? Was that the one? That was the one, yeah, where he died. Kinshasa yeah. broke his jaw, yep. And just the atmosphere in the building was insane. And the only thing crazier was walking down the streets of New York or Brooklyn at 10, 10.30 at night when it was all over and having five, ten thousand 10,000 people outside of the, the Barclays Center humming Nakamura's song. <laughs> it, it was it was very surreal, and it was it was – the kind of experience is once in a lifetime because you just can't duplicate something like that. But that's great. Um, so my number one comes from the only WrestleMania I've been to, which was WrestleMania 11. 
um, widely regarded as one of the top five worst WrestleManias in history. Hey, still WrestleMania though. Still a WrestleMania. Um, this was Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow one. It was also Diesel beating Shawn Michaels um, and Shawn turning face the next night. Um, got, I mean, saw a bunch. Undertaker versus um, King Kong Bundy and then Kama came down and stole the urn. Got to see Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund and I quit match with Roddy Piper as the um, referee, guest referee there. Um, there was a few other matches like Lex Luger and the Bulldog I can't remember who they fought. They were a team. They allied powers. I mm-hmm. can't remember who they fought, but um, my number one was the WWF Tag Team Championship match, where it was the Smoking Guns defending against Owen Hart and a mystery partner. And we're all waiting to see who is the mystery partner. Who is it going to be? And it was Yokozuna, and the sheer size of that dude walking mm-hmm. down the aisle. And the fact that it was Yokozuna making a return, which was, it was a shock. It was a very big surprise return, especially for the time. Um, and seeing them actually, then they won the titles that night too. Uh, so that was, that was really cool. Um, the whole show was, I mean, this was WrestleMania 11. So I was 12, 13, maybe. Um, I should have done the math again, math guy. No, I can't remember what year that was. It was 95. So. I would have been 12. Um, I, have, I wouldn't have turned 13 yet by that time. Yeah, so 12 years old. Um, my, my uncle and my sister went. And the, afterwards, my uncle wanted to try to like sneak backstage and do stuff. And we're just kind of walking around. And we actually ran into a very new, very young roadie who turned into the road dog. Who oh, nice. Asking us where. Uh, it's like, hey, do you know where so-and-so hotel is? We're like, nope. It's like, hey, you're the roadie. Yeah, it was the roadie. It was really cool. Um, walking around the mean streets of Hartford. With a <laughs> twelve and nine year old, <laughs> so yeah, my number one Yokozuna as the mystery partner to Owen Hart. Number one for me. It's funny you mentioned you were twelve or thirteen because number thir- uh, number one for me was actually my thirteenth birthday present, uh, and it was I got to go to the In Your House Degeneration X pay per view in Springfield, Mass. Not only that, I got to sit front row, and I actually have the ticket stub for row A seat one. Uh, awesome. yeah, it was, and it, to say this was, you know, the height of just my fandom in general is an understatement. I was anything wrestling. I was beyond enthralled with it. Uh, the most memorable thing for me was Austin versus rock for the IC title. That was when Austin drove the pickup truck down the aisle and stunner and D'Lo on the hood of the truck, <laughs> uh, bounced him off the windshield, I believe. Uh, and he just went nuts and beat the crowd, but everybody won the title. And I was—I still have the Austin 316 shirt I got at that event to this day. Awesome. Uh, it's it's seen so better that. days, but so I have so. it. <laughs> uh, Kane also interfered with Taker's match with Jeff Jarrett, thankfully, and uh, did the whole fire the fire thing like he always did. And let me tell you what, man, it took me about two weeks for my eyebrows to grow back. That is no right. joke. That is warm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that—I mean. Take a 13-year-old kid who couldn't possibly love wrestling anymore and put him in front row of a pay-per-view. And <laughs> that's, awesome. that's that's great. Couldn't beat it for me, but. Good. So that was that was some fun for us, um, getting to share some of these moments. We'll come up with a, with a new um, top five for next week. 
Uh, and let's end here. And la again, last week's trivia question was kind of a softball. The only person to wrestle in two elimination chamber matches in one night. And you texted me that answer immediately. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That answer was edge. I believe it was Oh nine. He wrestled in the opening match where he walked in as one of the champions and lost in that chamber match, but then ended up, I can't remember who he took out. He took out somebody. I want to say Kofi. It might've been Kofi. And then, ended up replacing Kofi in the last chamber match of the night for the other title and walked out with that title. So he walked in with one title in the, into one chamber and then left a different chamber with a different title. So that was, that's a cool little story there. Yep. Um, so this week, the question is who holds the record for starting the most elimination chamber matches? So coming either first or second. Um, oh, that's a bit of, that's a bit tougher. Okay. Good. It is a little bit tougher. Right? Yeah. I, I wanted to go through and do a little research and try to actually come up with something relevant and something that's not so, uh, not so easy. So is it cheating? If I just watched them all and make a spreadsheet. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you get the answer is fine. As long as you don't search who started the most, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we have an elimination chamber coming up next week. We're going to be reviewing. We'll do a quick review of the SmackDown go home episode, unless something big happens. Um, we'll probably, we'll spend more, more of our time talking about elimination chamber and the raw after, and then we'll book the SmackDown and the raw as we prepare for Fastlane and then into WrestleMania. So, Thank you, as always, for joining us. Um, again, we had a ball doing it. We'll see how wrong we actually are on Probably the very, of this. Very. But, you know, we do it for fun. Yep. We, love the sh we love the shows. We, we love what we do. Um, it's, it's all for fun. So, Despite the criticism, it's all out of place of love. So Exactly. So don't forget to subscribe. Give us a rating. Um, check us out, averagefanofwrestling.com. Find us on Twitter, AVGFanWrestling. Uh, anything to add before we head out? Oh, I'm good. Just enjoy this time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year for wrestling fan, WrestleMania season. So enjoy it. All right. And we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us, Average Fan of Wrestling, and we will see you next time. Later, guys. All right. Good time.